Hold on to your rainbows and join me, Lizzie Lesbiana, for a weekly dose of LGBTQ news, talk, and entertainment. I'll be interviewing artists, activists, bosses, entrepreneurs, creators, and other movers and shakers in our community. Remember, if it sounds gay, you know I'm in. <laughs> Hello, lovelies, and welcome back to another episode of The People's Lesbian. It's your girl, Liz, a.k.a. Lizzie Lesbiana, and I'm back, but with a different kind of episode. This week, uh, my friend, JR, interviewed me for Lesbian Visibility Day. JR has already been on the channel, and JR is a YouTuber. His YouTube channel is just JR. And the actual video from this interview is actually on YouTube on his channel. So if you prefer if you prefer visuals instead, it's okay, I understand. Go on over to his YouTube and make sure to check it out. Um, so uh, welcome and get ready for my interview. <laughs> Hi, so my name is J.R. Yusuf and I am the host of just JR, a YouTube channel. And today I am joined by my good friend Lizzie Lesbiana. She is the host of she is the host of the People's Lesbian podcast. And so today we are celebrating Lesbian Visibility Day, which happens every April 26th. And it has been happening since 2008. So I just kind of wanted to read a little bit more about Lesbian Visibility Day. So this is a day is a haven for lesbians to feel recognized, safe, and visible in a world that still discriminates against them through inequality and in some countries with violence. One of the many points of acknowledging this day is to bring awareness to the stereotypes, judgment, and lack of representation that happens daily. Lesbians are here, everywhere. This movement exists so they feel included and accepted and are able to share their experiences with others and so that they can remember that they are fighters in the same battle for the right to social justice. Ow, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to tell us a bit about how you celebrate Lesbian Visibility Day or tell us a bit about the People's Lesbian Podcast? Sure. So when it comes to Lesbian Visibility Day, it's a great day, but for me, honestly, that's every day. <laughs> I do my best to make sure that everyone knows that I am a lesbian. If they don't know, I try to make sure that they find out. So for me, it's just another day of the year, but I'm glad that it's a day that allows more of my community members to celebrate and just realize how great we are and like in all our glory and all our goodness. Like who doesn't love their own holiday, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't love their own holiday? So um, like you said, my name is Lizzie Lesbiana and I'm the podcast host for The People's Lesbian, which is a podcast dedicated to the LGBTQ plus community. And in that podcast, I basically, I basically made it a platform for community members to share how they're feeling, like what they're doing and how they're making moves in this world. So if you're interested in that, if you want to join me in that, you can definitely always contact me on Instagram at Lizzie underscore Lesbiana or the People's Lesbian. Cool. And your podcast, it's available on like all streaming platforms, right? Yes, all the major ones. So as of right now, it's on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, 
Pandora, and there might be a few more in the upcoming weeks. Just got to work that's, on that. <laughs> that's a lot. That's really good. <laughs> that's dope. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I really liked our episode. It was a lot of fun. Oh, we, yeah. Yeah. We played, <laughs> we played a drinking game, which was great. Um, and while we played the drinking game, I talked uh, about my hashtag bisexual men speak. And I also answered a lot of uh, frequently asked questions that bisexuals get. So, um, yeah, our episode was really dope. And um, I just want to read a bit more about uh, some of the challenges that lesbians face before we get into the interview that we're going to do. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is titled Where the Problem Starts. So it's no secret the lesbian community is marginalized. Lesbians are known to have more mental health issues like depression, eating disorders, and anxiety than heterosexual women due to all the emotional stress they experience as teenagers. It's bad enough going through puberty and experiencing a surge of hormones all at once and also possibly living in a home that locally endorses hate speech towards them. The mental exhaustion and effort that a young teenage woman has to exert to keep her secret a secret for fear of severe punishment or worse, like exile, can do a number on anyone, especially if they don't have a confidant. Lesbian Visibility Day is not only a celebration for lesbians, but trans, queer, different races, and nationalities coming together to be inspired by role models in various industries that are fighting for them. The disparaging unfairness keeps many lesbians from the respect and success that is warranted to them despite having the talent and skill that they possess. So, yeah, I, 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 it's just, it's horrible. You know what I mean? Um, And I know that today is a lot about joy and about the celebration. Um, And part of like resistance is also celebration and joy and things like that. And there's also like this underbelly of like some of the things that you face, you know, and being discriminated discriminated against when it comes to like hiring processes or by family or even sometimes friends. So that's important also to acknowledge on a day like today. Right. Of course. Absolutely. So the first question that I have for you kind of switching gears into our interview section, interview portion of this is how has your dating and sex life been affected by COVID? (laughs) You know I had to write it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So it was basically trash before, right? Mm-hmm. And no, I want to say it was um, gold-plated trash, right? Now it's just regular trash. Like, oh. I think, like, for me, COVID has definitely made it um, much harder to... It made it much harder to even meet it made it harder to meet women in person, right? Of course, on the flip side, online things have definitely like surged. Like the apps is, I'm like, damn, where were you all at before? You know what I mean? But it, I don't have that same experience meeting someone now in person at an event or at a bar or anything like that. So that definitely like just made it go downhill even more. Um, I would say I've had more conversations like online and through these apps, but um are you an for app? Me, it's, like, do you prefer apps or do you kind of prefer in person? Um, 
so the thing with me is like I do prefer the apps, honestly. And it was easier to just like move from the app and then to meet somebody in person. Or be like, oh, I'm gonna go to this event or like this event. You know what I mean? Like it was like a little more tied in. But now the simple fact is, is that, you know, not everyone is comfortable like meeting up in person and this and that. And it's just like have you been quarantining and like Yeah, and it's like, have you been quarantining? Like Yeah, like great. Fuck. And so then that like also goes into like the sex life portion of it, right? Because now it's like I have to worry about like two different kind of tests now. Um, so honestly, I just say forget the whole thing. Um, so it's been a long time since I had any any type of fun, and it's partially due to COVID. I'm sorry. That's uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So <laughs> there's this company. Um, uh, and they're the Honey Play Box. Um, and so. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you know about them? Okay, great. So, <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they had me on a panel and uh, we just talked about like uh, things that we learned about sex and sex toys and things like that. And so I know that a lot of my friends who are queer women, um, they have like kind of turned to toys throughout this pandemic and also into like virtual sex, like so getting creative, things like that. So I don't know, maybe that's like an option to explore, but it is certainly a different world and a lot harder, I think, to just kind of adjust to how things are now. It's just another, like, sort of obstacle or challenge, something to navigate. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I knew that the entire world was going to kind of end, I might have taken relationships a little more serious before, so I could just had, like, my fuck person right now. But I didn't know, so I'm just stuck out here by myself. (laughs) So, it is what it is. So... I'm no better for the next time the world ends. Because <laughs> we're still here, so I guess it's still ending. So Let this be a lesson. Let this be a lesson. Like, damn, like, I really should have sat on your face last year, but I didn't. And now look at me. Oh, boy. Yeah. Huh. Um, <laughs> no should have sat on the face. Sat on the face, and I didn't sit on her face. And now I'm just like, damn, I'll be on her Instagram like, I should have just sat on her face. Like, oh, whatever. Um, um, have you always known about you being a lesbian? Um, so I love this question. This is like a a popular question. Like I wish I had an FAQ like on my fucking face and then it would be like, what are your questions? Um, but no, I did not always know that I was a lesbian, but I always knew that the attraction for men was never what I thought it was supposed to be or what it could be. And I say that in comparison to being younger and being around other um, teenage girls who were interested in men. And they would have these conversations and have these crushes and they were so far and few in between for me. And like, let's say there was like a group of girls like gushing over this one boy and they just was like, oh, he's so cute, he's so this, he's so that. And I would look at them. I'm like, damn, y'all look better than him. Like, the fuck? Like, but, but not to say that he was ugly, right? But I'm like, what was so special about him? It was, it was kind of to me, it's like, you look better than him. Like, she looks better than him. Like, why are you guys so excited about him? Like, have y'all looked at, like, each, each other? other. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, just, right. so I didn't always know, but there was definitely mm-hmm. always something there that made mm-hmm. me, like, question. Yeah. I see. So you might not have always been like consciously um, conscious of it, 
but you kind of always was like girls look better than guys or like I am paying attention to girls way more yeah and then there was always one or two one or two boys that would walk by like huh look at Mm. you okay Mm. I'm proud of you you're cute like but it was very far I feel in between like yeah Mm -hmm. I hear you (laughs) yeah I I completely hear you um I have another question um my question is how do you feel about compulsory heterosexuality and I feel like maybe I should define that a little bit or yeah 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 just define it just okay um okay uh so (laughs) we live we live in a heteronormative world and so the heteronormative world tells women that they should be with men Mm -hmm. and that men should be with women but specifically for women Mm -hmm. it really uh tells women that being with men is a is the end all be all especially romantically speaking so this causes a lot of women to first of all not know that they are lesbians or even bisexual, and it also tells women to prioritize the relationships, romantic relationships with men, over their friendships with women, over attractions to uh, to, to women, um, and so oftentimes people who are women um, think that they are straight when they're not straight, whether they are lesbians or bisexual and then i know that specifically like for a lot of bisexual women and pansexual women they many of them didn't even know that they were bi or interested in women because right because of um compulsory heterosexuality so um yeah i just kind of want to know what some of your takes are yeah i mean i i mean i can definitely you know agree i think that some of the reactions that I've gotten when I fully committed to making it known that I was a lesbian, right? Because that's, and and just let me say, like, that's everyone's personal choice. Like, you don't have to let anyone know shit. (laughs) You don't have to let them know anything. But for me, I made it a choice to let people know, right? So even if people were like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? It'd be like, no, I'm a lesbian, right? Like, just so it's like... Not just like, no, you'd be like, no, I'm a lesbian. Like, no, I'm a lesbian, so no, I don't have a boyfriend, you know? And I did that because, like I said, I feel like there aren't, like, lesbians aren't as visible. And also because I was being taught to ask that stupid-ass question all the time, right? Because it was like, just because I'm a single woman, just because I'm th- I'm 32 now, and it's like, just because I'm over 30, it's like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? When are you having kids? When, you know, it all, like, all circles into one another. So then it was like, oh, no, I'm a lesbian. It's like, oh, okay, so how would you have kids? It's still, like, these things are just so, like, like ingrained in us. So, yes, I can definitely say that I've experienced it on so many levels. And even with my platform and with who I am, like, I still experience it to this day. Like, it's like, are you sure you still don't want a man? Like, are you sure you're not, like, bisexual? You know, you can still have a boyfriend. Or it's like, oh, you could, you know, you could still be a lesbian, you know, with a, you know, a little man on the side or whatever. And I'm just like... What? And then the people who tell me this are not the people I want on the side, regardless, right? So I'm like, even if I did, you know, have a little more, you know, fluidity in me, it wouldn't go your way. Um, but yeah, so no, it's, it's definitely something I, I've experienced. Um, and it's something that um, I don't think goes away for women. And especially like as a more femme presenting woman, it, it never goes away. So yes, I experienced it and I continue to experience it to this day. That is really fucking annoying. Yeah, it is. 
It is. It's really fucking annoying. It sounds really it fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I'm at this point in my life where I think, um, I mean, like, you know me, like, I love to laugh. Because if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. And I think that a lot of things are funny. So I know that it's more reflective of that person and less reflect, you know, it's more reflective of that person, not not me. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, it's like, oh, here's another one. Oh, here we go again. But um, I'm definitely done, like, being mad at this point. I, like, simply just don't care. I see. I see. Yeah. I definitely feel you. Yeah, I just don't give a fuck. You're so funny. <laughs> like, I just, I'm like, You're so good. like... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really liked, I like that you brought in like age specifically because I definitely feel that like, I feel like my experience, just things are just changing so much as we get older, right. like people's reception and perception of us and what, what sh- we should be doing with our lives and stuff like that. And it's, it's so, it's so fat or I don't even know if the right word is fascinating, but yeah, being in your thirties and being a queer person is like for me is was very is very different from right, different, being right. in your 30s. Yeah, it's just everything. Because like is now, different. just because you're thirty, it's like you're still supposed to live that same heteronormative life. Just and you know what I mean? It's the same thing. Like yeah, so it's like everyone has like pre-assigned roles and and stuff for you. So I'm just like they're like, oh, you know, it's like what are you doing? I'm like, bitch, the same thing I was doing ten years ago with more money. Period. Like same thing like I'm not you know what I mean like I'm not I'm not a mother I'm not you know what I mean like it's at 22 I wasn't a mother at 32 I'm not a mother right and that's my personal choice and that was a choice I made it has nothing to do with my sexuality but it's just like everyone has these pre-assigned roles for you right oh once you're 30 you're this once you're 35 you're this once you're 40 you shouldn't even be doing this and it's like Mm -hmm. I'm doing whatever I want to do so Mm -hmm. I always have so it's not going to change Yeah, so you're saying that it's also it's also larger than your sexuality. I mean, it is. It is absolutely. It is your sexuality, but it's also larger than that. Yeah. It's about these societal ideas that we have for where you should be, what you should be doing, and you're not following the rules. Whoa, what right. is what's going yeah. on over here? Mm-hmm. I, I get double pressure. You know, I get the pressure of being a woman and not having children. I have pressure of being a gay woman and not having. You know what I mean? Like the pressure comes um, from all directions in a way so it can definitely be frustrating like mm-hmm. for sure but like I don't care so that yeah <laughs> I really love that I really love how like you're able to like turn this into it, it sounds like you were able to turn some of this into like a joke when people ask you like stupid questions you're kind of like laughing at them or yeah you're able to like allow it to roll off your back and stuff like that yeah, yeah. I think that's a really important skill to have and I just kind of wonder how you develop this skill and also how, like if, if you ever had internalized lesbophobia and if you, like, if you did, how did you like overcome it? How did you have this switch, like turning your mind to like make things a joke? Um, wow. That's interesting. Oh my God. Like, you know how you've been on a job interview and they asked you this question, like you didn't study for it. It's one of those. I've never been asked this question. So it's definitely interesting to me. Um, but how did I stop Karen? Um, I think that I always had less care than most people did <laughs> to to start with, right? And I, um, I'm a, I can be a very black and white person, so there are things that I care a lot about and things that I just don't care about. And I think that unless there's a you have a personal stake in my life, um, it doesn't really matter to me as much of like what you think, as long as of course you don't touch me or you don't. Um, 
violate me in any in any type of way, right? So I think to me it's like, you know, being the person I am, like I'm I'm not for everyone. Um, I definitely have lost uh, a few friends, and I've gained um, a lot more friends, right? So I think that I'm just a person who, if you're not a certain per- a person in my life or caliber in my life, I just I'm just not as concerned. And I'm I'm kind of accustomed to people not liking me. So I was just like, okay. So I think I'm a little more surprised when people do. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm so like people like people don't like me. And I'm like, okay, like. So then it's like, so then we can't talk because you don't like me. There's nothing I can do about that. Like I can't sit up here and be like, can you like me, please? Like, the fuck? Like, I can't, there's nothing I can do. So now once you say you don't like me, I'm like, oh, I guess this conversation's over. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to explain. Like, if you're not a certain type of caliber in my life, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like I said, I think I'm more worried about, obviously, like, I have to be mindful of, like, that people's dislike for me can obviously turn physical, right? Or I can turn verbal and, and things like that. So I'm a little more concerned about that. But as long as you don't, like, touch me or, like, abuse me in any way, I'm just not really concerned. I'm just not. I'd rather focus, you know, my energy on the people that do like me and doing work for the community. Like, it's always going to be somebody who doesn't like you, you know? So That's facts. <laughs> um... So on my YouTube channel, I really center wellness and I also center or try to center queer self-esteem. Like Mm -hmm. I want us to feel good about ourselves because of this, like because we are queer, because we are black. Um, And so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to know of any wellness routines or wellness tips that you can give to us as a black lesbian. Yeah, sure. So for me, I find it really important to have time for yourself, right? And I know that sounds like, yeah, we all need time for ourselves, but no, really carve out time for yourself. So I make sure that no matter what, each day I take 10 to 15 minutes and and I call it Liz time, right? So during Liz time, I don't answer any text, any phone calls, any messages, and I just do something I want to do for just 15 minutes that day. So let's just say it could be me um, taking a bath It could be me um, reading a book. It could be me just staring at the ceiling, ignoring all my adult responsibilities. But I realized that I found that just taking 15 minutes a day just to have it for myself was like, has been really helpful. You know what I mean? Like no distractions, not answering anyone. I'm not doing anything for anyone. If somebody's like, oh, Liz, can you do this for me? I can do it for you outside of these 15 minutes of my day because that's Liz time. So for me, it was just like finding that little bit of time to center for myself and cliche yoga helps you know <laughs> like yoga helps everyone knows that I'm like a fake yoga person so I always try but when I do do it I do feel better after I don't always get to it and you know like I start you remember the challenges I was telling you about I still didn't start but one day maybe <laughs> I will but yeah I would say like having time for myself and like you know some kind of like movement definitely helps me yeah I I, I hear you <laughs> um, I try to, that's, that's usually the first thing I do every morning. Well, since the mm-hmm. pandemic started, um, yeah, like I, I, I do yoga every single morning, even if it's like 20 minutes on, on YouTube, that's usually what I use. I, I just okay. pull up a YouTube video and I do like 20 minutes and, um, it makes a huge difference. It does. Yes, it does. You talk about that. Time. And at night too. And at night, yeah, and yeah. At night, too, it's like, yeah, I've realized. I've done it during the day, but I feel like either, like, for me, early morning or late at night, 
like mm-hmm. doing some yoga and like getting in a tub and like taking like that also like I find to be helpful. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we have arrived at our last question. And <gasps> yeah, um, and <laughs> the last question that I have for you is, what can people who are not lesbians do to support lesbians and make you uh, more more visible or help help with that? And so I would always say, um, questioning someone's sexuality constantly is not helpful, right? So one way to, to be helpful in that is don't. If someone says that they're a lesbian, you don't now go say, oh, my cousin's boss is also a lesbian or, you know, it doesn't, we don't necessarily need like a follow-up or a story behind it. I think it's just being supportive of how we identify and not questioning that label or or asking, like you said, like personally, like some personally invasive questions. Like, oh, well, how do lesbians have sex? And it's just like, people still ask this shit? Like, who? Like, what the fuck? Like, so, it, you know, being helpful, like I always say too, sometimes it's not what you ask, it's what you don't ask. So some of those like personally invasive questions and questioning sexuality, I think is a, a great start to supporting the lesbians that you you do know. And also like Lesbian Visibility Day, like, Text your lesbian. Tell your lesbian, like, hey, happy, like, stuff like this. Like, oh, because, like I said, it, it feels so great to be recognized. It feels so great to have, you know, our own holiday. I think, like I said, just acknowledging it, supporting it, and not questioning it is mm-hmm. very helpful. And, like, boosting your voices, listening to your podcast, The People's Lesbian. Oh, yeah, that'd be um, nice. Yeah, do that. Making sure to subscribe. Right, exactly. Um, and, <laughs> and, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, doing, doing just a bit of research, like literally a Google search, like one-on-one, some, some one-on-one things, you know? Um, and what you said reminded me of how, for me, like when I first was in college and first started being around like other white people for the first, uh, white people for the first time, um, it would be like, oh, do you know X, Y, Z? And it would just be like another random black person. And I'm like, no, I don't know them. Like, no. Or like, <laughs> no, I don't know them. I don't know your, your okay. random black friend or whatever, or whatever. Um, or, or they would point out like maybe an obscure black artist or just like some random black, black artist. And in their mind, like the connecting factor is that we're both black. So I must know them or I also like them or I don't know, like bringing it up. Like, it's just, it's just kind of like if, if we weren't like already talking about something in right, the society, right, right, right. it's kind of like, why are you telling me about like this other artist? The only thing that we would have that we have in common is the fact that we're black, you know? So <laughs> when, you said, when you said like, oh yeah, when you say it, sometimes people are like, oh yeah, my, my aunt's a lesbian. Cool. Great. <laughs> Great, so good. Cool. I'm like, cool, now there's, you know, a few more of us. Like, the fuck? Yeah. Like, what do you want me to say to that? Like, oh, like, maybe you two should talk. You and my aunt, maybe you should talk. <laughs> like, what? Why? <laughs> what? But, but, we low-key be like, wait, let me see a picture first. <laughs> let me see a picture. Maybe, maybe we could talk, but... Let me see a picture first. <laughs> but don't do that with everyone. Don't do that way. You can do that. Don't do that to everyone. If you kind of know what I'm into, you know, whatever. But like, you don't, don't do that shit. 
Don't do it to a random, a random lesbian. Like, oh, like, look at this person. Who the fuck are you? Who are you? Who are they? Like, don't do that. Don't be that person. For sure. <laughs> got you. Got you. Um, but thank you so much. Um, yes. can, you, can you plug, can you plug like your, your cash app, your Venmo, your Patreon, your whatever you want us. So yes, you can definitely. So the best way to support me would be to go to the people's lesbian. And like I said, it's on Apple, Google, Amazon, Pandora and subscribe, 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 subscribe. You can also support me at my Patreon, which is The People's Lesbian. And I have two options. One is a $4 option and one is a $7 option. So super affordable. And any anything that you can give would obviously be helpful. Then outside of that, you can also cash at me at Lizzie uh, Lesbiana. And that's the best way you can support me for now. And there'll be more ways. And I will post it on my Instagram, which is also Lizzie Lesbiana. Cool. That sounds great. Thank you so much. And happy Lesbian Visibility Day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Until next time. Next time. Bye. Bye. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me or be a part of the People's Lesbian, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Clubhouse at Lizzie Lesbiana. You can also find me on Twitter at The People's Lesbian. If you would like to support me, my cash app is also Lizzie Lesbiana. And I can also be found on Patreon at The People's Lesbian. Thank you so much to my first two patrons, Leah and Kalia. I appreciate the support. It means the world to me. Thank you all, and I will speak to you soon.